0: Look at the RAND dollar exchange rate this evening. It's off its worst levels of the day. At one stage, weaker than 10.90 to the dollar. We're sitting at 10.86. It's a great pleasure, therefore, to welcome to The Money Show for the first time this year, the chief executive of the South African Chamber of Commerce and Industry, otherwise known as SAKI, Naren Rao. Five reasons tonight, Naren, why it's going to be more expensive to do business in 2014 than at any other time in history. Um, and one of those important factors is, of course, this RAND, which is showing absolutely no sign of uh, stopping its depreciation trend.
1: Uh, Definitely, Bruce, it's going to be challenging times ahead if one is to judge by the experience at the tail end of 2013 and the experience in the first few weeks of this year. Uh, Our members have recently provided us with indications of where those concerns lie in a survey conducted late last year with a view to reviewing 2013 and developing an outlook for 2014 outcome of that survey was that more than 40% of the respondents indicated that the escalating cost of doing business was a challenge going into 2014. That was followed at a substantial distance by the regulatory compliance cost and the cost of accessing finance. Now, if one were to consolidate those top three factors, remove the cost of finance uh, as a financing cost and just focus on what comprises those hefty concerns by business, one could bring them down to five factors, which would include electricity or energy costs, uh, costs of transportation, labor costs, the cost of compliance, regulatory compliance, and, uh, of course, uh, one has to also look at uh, the costs associated with, uh, uh, from the declining exchange rate, rising input costs. Uh, Those input costs have been cause for concern late in 2013, and now we carry that input cost concern into 2014.
0: So the rand's absolutely pivotal there as well, but the RAND feeds nicely into transport costs, of course, because as the RAND depreciates, we import uh, the vast majority of the oil that is made into our fuel and into our primary energy source. Uh, and the fuel cost is one aspect of it, but we've also, since the 1st of December in Kharteng anyway, had the added introduction of another pressure, another cost pressure, and that is the impact of e-tolls. And the impact of that, I suppose, is yet to be fully felt, but I know that people are beginning to feel it in their monthly budgets, whether it be running a business, or whether it be in your own, out of your own pocket.
1: Yes, there are definitely substantial reports around that. Consumers have already identified the extent of cost of e-tolls on their pockets, and I believe that their concerns are going to attract increasing attention as we progress through the coming days. Uh, businesses, especially on the smaller side, have already identified the challenge that e-tolls are presenting in terms of the cost of moving goods, and we believe that. If businesses can identify efficiencies and cost savings as a result of the improvement in the roads, as a result of easing of congestion, uh, clearing up of accidents and other disruptions to the traffic flow, uh, and they realize efficiencies in terms of moving goods a lot faster and a lot more cost-effectively, then they would be willing to accept uh, the etol cost. However, this They remain unconvinced Mm. uh, that such efficiency improvements have come about in a meaningful way to offset uh, the e-toll
0: cost. And the issues of labor, I mean, I did, I did see a, a story earlier today that the National Union of Mine Workers has turned down a 9.5% pay increase offer from uh, Northern Platinum. Um, and They've tabled an alternative offer, but you know, wage demands, there are increased wage demands in the South African economy. There are issues of productivity, there are issues of talent, the issues of skill. Labor is a fundamental issue, and it's a, a big driver of cost of doing business in 2014.
1: Quite right. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the sample that responded to our survey uh, were, were not heavily attentive to uh, the impact of Labour's strife to their business. So in other words, the majority of the respondents were fortunate in the sense that they did not ex- directly experience a strike. So many of the there were very few respondents from the mining sector, uh, and very few respondents from the automotive sector. Most of the respondents to our survey were on the small and medium enterprise okay. side, retailers, services, and so on. However, although they indicated that labour strife wasn't a direct cost to their business, they did acknowledge that the rising cost of labour in South Africa was a cost to their business. And in a previous survey in the course of 2013. Uh, when we looked into the degree of interconnectivity in our economy, given that our economy is fairly small, we we identified very strongly that even strike activity in larger enterprises impact smaller enterprises substantially. Unfortunately, they, these smaller enterprises are not always aware of the extent to which they're being impacted. They just know that there's an external pressure coming about each time we experience these large-scale strikes.
0: And issues of regulatory compliance, we touched on them a moment ago, but it's issues of filling in the VAT form and um, the BE rules change and you've got to get the advice, you've got to learn learn all about the new rules and you've then got to get the forms and you've then got to fill them in. An awful lot of time is spent on admin and that admin is blimmin' expensive, especially for a smaller enterprise.
1: Definitely so. Again, in a survey conducted in the course of 2013 with the intent of trying to ease the way uh, from the point of view of tax administration for SMEs, uh, we found that small and medium enterprises could spend up to one week a month looking at, into tax compliance. So that's direct and indirect taxes, VAT, uh, PAYE, as well as uh, the taxes that the business enterprise had to pay, depending on the type of enterprise. So it could be a week, um, up to a week a month, that just tax compliance attracts in terms of attention. Uh, So that is something we need to look at from the point of view of reducing red tape and the ease and cost of doing business in South Africa. Uh, These issues are often underestimated when one looks at new regulations coming about. And uh, to the casual observer, it just seems as though, well, there's another set of BE codes out there. Business will adapt. I'm afraid it's not that simple. What is often overlooked is, if I may use your example around the BE codes, When businesses sought to comply with the initial set of codes, the original set of codes, it often comes about with substantial investment on their side. So they don't just adjust their employment numbers through interviews. They invest in the development of those components of their labor force that will assist their BEE rating. There's training credits that they have to seek. They invest in the development of suppliers to their business to ensure that they... uh, manage to achieve some enterprise development costs, and there's various other investments that they undertake. And when you change the goalposts, when you alter those codes and indicate to them, indicate to businesses that there's now a a new set of rules around which the the regulatory compliance game has to be played. And in some cases, those former investments uh, may be uh, lost to an extent, and very often it requires a whole range of new investments. And we're bringing about these changes at a time when the capacity within business to continue investing is really limited. Uh, One of our models indicates very strongly that over the last two years, the capacity of business to absorb rising costs is diminishing to a very low level right now. (sighs) So businesses find themselves in a catch-22 where they can't absorb any further costs, but they can't pass it on to the consumer because economic activity is very, very low. So what do they do? They often then have to look at cutting back on their operations, which is a very unfortunate and far from ideal uh, decision to make.
0: I mean, all of that is is massively depressing in terms of doing the cost of doing business. But ultimately, everybody who does business is going to incur these costs. And what's going to happen to those costs? And Naren, they're going to be passed on through a price tag at some point.
1: Eventually, in many cases, that will happen. But uh, over the last few days, I have engaged with some Uh, smaller businesses, and they've indicated they can't pass it on either uh, because consumers are also uh, hard-pressed right now. And we've seen various reports around that and the impact of uh, servicing enormous debt burdens and what that has meant for consumer spending over the festive season and recent days. So that is sometimes an alternative, but I don't think in the majority of cases an option. So that forces businesses then to look at operations and maybe even job losses.
0: But that's the that's the ultimate consequence, isn't it? And if you can't pass on the costs, you've got to cut the costs. And if you have to cut the costs, the best way to cut the costs is to cut people and to make yourself more efficient. And that ultimately is a bad news story for South Africa.
1: Definitely so. And the, one of the major reasons why it, it is a bad news story is because when good times return, and they will return, we're very, still very optimistic about 2014, I do want to emphasize that in the midst of a fairly gloomy conversation up to now, that we remain optimistic about 2014, and most of our businesses still feel that 2014 is not going to be worse than 2013 at the very least. So, when those good times return and when there are improvements in our emerging market partners and, more important, in our developed economy trade partners, if We lose too much capacity within our enterprises now. We will not be able to position to take advantage of those opportunities. So our individual enterprises will be weaker in terms of positioning when the good times come, and our economy as a whole would therefore be weaker. So that is a circumstance that we have to mitigate as far as possible.